It's Sunday morning. Time for the Great Outdoors with Charlie Potter. Brought to you by the all-new Chevy Silverado and ChevyDriveChicago.com on Chicago's very own 720 WGN. Good morning. Welcome to the Great Outdoors show. Charlie Potter, your host here on WGN Radio. Thank you so much for joining me this morning. I'm actually calling from location, as I do from time to time. I am in Green River, Wyoming, parked in a Little America resort area, having had to travel to Salt Lake City. And while there, of course, I've done some fun things. But the purpose of the call in this morning from Green River versus being in the studio in Chicago is that you have to go a long way these days to go to a great outdoor show. In this case, the show in Salt Lake City is is arguably the best consumer sports show in America. So I went to it to re- be reminded, first of all, what great sports shows really look like. We don't have them anymore in the Midwest. But also to be reminded about what was lost. So let me talk for just a moment this morning, and those of you listening, you may be nodding your heads in agreement, or you may not even have known this. The largest hunting shows in America were in Chicago for a long, long time, like 60 years. The largest outdoor shows were at the International Amphitheater and were legendary with exhibitors from all over the continent coming to Chicago, and as a result... Consumers, customers came from all over to Chicago, all over the Midwest to come to Chicago to see the latest in hunting and fishing gear, to see the latest in places you could go hunting and fishing. Over time, Chicago, because of its onerous laws on firearms, I'm not passing judgment, whether they're good or bad, I'm just saying the fact is the hunting industry had to leave Chicago. And ironically, the hunting industry also had to leave Milwaukee. Two of the largest markets on the entire continent, Chicago being the single largest travel market for hunting and fishing anywhere in the world, no longer has a show of any quality when it comes to outdoor hunting, fishing, worldwide travel for hunting and fishing. We ran it out of town, and we ran it out of town because of the restrictive firearms laws that Chicago passed, and Milwaukee did the exact same thing. So today, if you want to go to a great show about hunting around the world for a consumer, not the trade, for a consumer, trade being manufacturers and, and, and people selling equipment, the consumer being those of us who want to buy trips, buy guns, buy optics, you have to go to places like Salt Lake City, Reno, Nevada, Las Vegas, Dallas, Nashville. What a shame. And I say this having grown up in Chicago and having grown up going to the great, truly great sports shows at the International Amphitheater and then the great shows at Rosemont. They're gone. McCormick Place tried in the late 
1990s to resurrect a great sports show. I know a little about that. In fact, I met with Mayor Daly in his office with Bill Cullerton, who many of you know that name from WGN Radio Legend in the outdoors. We met with Mayor Daly and we said, let's bring the biggest sports show in the country back to Chicago. And we tried. Mayor Daly promised us every assistance possible. He even offered that we would have a firearms waiver for firearms at McCormick Place for the Sportsman Show of Chicago. But unfortunately, the well had been so poisoned by the anti-firearms laws of Chicago, Cook County, and Illinois that very few manufacturers of firearms had any interest in coming to Chicago. And the show, while a great success for the fishing world, was a lousy show for the hunting industry. And truly great sports shows need hunting, they need fishing, and they need travel. So we don't have a great sports show in the world's biggest market for hunting and fishing in Chicago. You have to go to Salt Lake City, which I just did, which is why I'm calling you from Green River, Wyoming, on this very cold Sunday morning. Of course, there might be a snow goose hunt this afternoon if it warms up a little bit as I head into the Platte River of Nebraska around Sydney. But that's another story. So I went to this sports show in Salt Lake. It was the best I've been to. Clean. You're not absolutely paying skyrocket high prices to set up your displays. Exhibitors from around the world, South Africa, New Zealand, Australia, Alaska, all over Canada, all over the American West. Hundreds and hundreds of exhibitors offering equipment for hunting, equipment for uh, optics, gear. It's primarily a hunting show. There was actually, there was not a fishing rod in the show, which goes against the concept of you need hunting and fishing to go together to have a great sports show. This was a great sports show just simply because of the sheer power of hunting. You had Sitka. You had all the manufacturers there. You had Bass Pro as a sponsor. You had Federal Firearms. All these companies that used to come to Chicago and and cater to the consumer market of the Midwest have left coming to Chicago because we don't have a market anymore. We ran them out of town. And what does that say about the outdoor experience in Illinois? You know, we used to say, come to Illinois, don't pass through Illinois. Illinois has got fantastic deer hunting. Just don't try to buy your firearm in the state of Illinois. And if you're an Illinois resident, good luck with your FOID card, your firearms owner's identification card, which is run by the state police. We're one of the only states in the country that require a FOID card. I've talked about that a lot. I've also talked about the slowness of the state police in processing FOID cards. Illinois also happens to be one of the very few states that does not allow suppressors on firearms for hunting. It actually doesn't allow them at all. So here we are in Salt Lake City, and there is every single suppressor manufacturer in America of any quality is there. And they are selling suppressors for hunting. Particularly, these suppressors are used around urban areas. We, Chicago, are an urban area. It's a very effective way to be able to hunt, whether you're hunting deer, whether you're hunting geese. In urban areas, noise is a big factor. I met with the head of Silencer Central and Brandon Maddox, and he talked about how great the business was, and it not it too bad that places like Illinois don't understand 
that this is actually a way to expand hunting opportunity. Can't get a suppressor in Illinois. You, you have to, you can't, if you live in Illinois, you cannot get a suppressor. So I'm sitting here this morning, having been to the show yesterday, thinking, what an opportunity lost. And maybe you're getting mad listening to this and think, well, that's time's gone by. I don't think it's time's gone by at all. I think it's endemic of what's going on in America, where people and businesses are moving rapidly to places where they're welcome. And Illinois does not have a welcome mat sign out for those of us who want to hunt and those of us who believe in hunting and believe in, in, frankly, in consumptive outdoor recreation. And hunting is a huge part of wildlife management. Coming from Salt Lake to Green River yesterday evening, I counted six carcasses of elk that had basically been exploded by hitting vehicles. One thing to hit a deer. Another thing to hit an 800-pound elk. These animals do catastrophic damage to vehicles, human life, and yet one of the ways we manage them is through hunting. So if you want to go to a great sports show, I suggest, or a great hunting show, Safari Club International is coming to Dallas. I mean, excuse me, coming to Nashville in March. The uh, Dallas Safari Club just held its show. But a really good one is in Salt Lake. It's there every year, the first weekend in February, and it's getting bigger and bigger as states that are not friendly to hunting and firearms are, are sending manufacturers and retailers to states that are. And by the way, their customers are moving to states that are. I don't know because there's no data on it. And how many people who, of those who've left Illinois, how many were avid sportsmen and women, but in that total of hundreds of thousands of people that have left Illinois because of our climate, and I don't mean our weather climate necessarily, a lot of them were hardcore hunters, anglers, sportsmen, and women. So it's a shame. McCormick Place will never, and never is a long time, but I think it's safe to say never, ever again host a great outdoor show. The hunting industry won't come here. The firearms industry won't come here. And moreover, they're told, you're not welcome here. Same in Milwaukee, one of the Wisconsin, one of the biggest hunting states in all of, of the 50 states, not welcome in Milwaukee. So there we are. That's the state of the industry. If you want to go to a great outdoor show, the biggest markets in the Midwest, the biggest shows are elsewhere, and it's strictly due to our views on how firearms should be restricted, not necessarily by law-abiding hunters, but by the rest of society. That's why we don't have any shows in the Midwest, but it's easy to get to Salt Lake City, and I really do recommend the outdoor show in Salt Lake City if you want to see the best in big game and hunting and equipment and tents and optics. It was a heck of a show. It's the kind we used to have here, and I remember as a kid. I'll be back in just a moment with much more on the Great Outdoors show. When I do, I'm going to talk briefly about what it's like to get in a new truck, and they're fantastic. This is Charlie Potter on the Outdoor Voice of Chicago and America, 720 WGN. And now a message from our longtime sponsors, the Northwest Indiana and Chicagoland Chevrolet dealers. When sunrise is your alarm clock, life is different. You eat a ditch for breakfast. Love the smell of diesel in the morning with a hot cup of joe. The weather report is 40% chance of mud. 
and corporate pull, that's 36,000 pounds of towing capacity with a gooseneck trailer. Mudden is PTO. You know sometimes when the paved road ends, the fun begins. Chevy Silverado 3500 HD is waiting to run over something, anything. No road, no problem, because the best way out is always through. A trouble rides a swift horse, and you don't want trouble pulling a backhoe loader. Chevy Silverado HD is a wake-up call. Now, during Chevy truck season, get a $1,000 accessory allowance toward the purchase of a new truck with accessories. You worked hard for your money. Spend it smart. So see your Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana Chevy dealer today or go to ChevyDriveChicago.com for all the details. Chevy Silverado HD. Power up and experience life in HD. It's Charlie Potter and the Great Outdoors on Chicago's very own 720 WGN. Welcome back to the Great Outdoors show. Charlie Potter, your host here on WGN Radio. Thanks for being with me. If you're just joining me, you're going to laugh. I may not be the most technically savvy individual. I usually don't share this on the air, but I've been known to not necessarily know how equipment works. So imagine my joy at getting in my brand new pickup truck last week, and it's a it's a beauty. And going cross country, and ending up in a cornfield in Nebraska just so I could clean off the the skid plate underneath it, make sure it was nice and shiny as I ran over all those corn stalks on the frozen ground on the way to a goose pit. And I then ran, was told to park it over in that standing strip of corn. So I went and parked it in that standing strip of corn. Haunted. Everyone left. I, it's dark. I'm in truly nowhere in Nebraska. I start the vehicle and I go to go forward. It won't move an inch. I turn it to back up and go backwards. It won't move an inch. All it's doing is beeping at me. The truck had a forward sensor that there was something in front of the truck, you couldn't go forward, and it had a rear sensor. If there was something behind the truck, you couldn't go backwards. And immediately in front of my truck were corn stalks, and in order to get out of there, unless I wanted to back up about a mile and a half down a corn row, I turned into corn stalks. I couldn't move. Also, I was out of cell service. So I'm looking at the panel on this truck, and I'm trying to figure out, and again, I grant you I'm, first of all, if I'd had one of my children with me, they could have pushed a button probably in a second, and we would have had those automatic sensors going off, and I could have gotten out of there. I spent the better part of two hours trying to creep backwards through the corn stalks. I could move about a half an inch at a time before it froze up. So I put it in park and then I put it in reverse and I'd move about an inch and then it would stop and freeze. And I'd pull forward and it'd move about two inches now and I go back and I go back three inches, etc. I literally crabbed my way out of this cornfield. The next day, of course, it's light. I pull into a gas station and I asked for a mechanic and he looks at my vehicle and he says, oh, you have auto sensors front and back. Here's how you turn them off. And he pushes a bunch of buttons on the dashboard and away I go. And I do love my new truck. But before you leave your dealership, I'll offer any of you who are going to go and truly use a truck for what the purposes of which I use them for, which is getting off pavement 
and getting into places where a truck is needed, make sure you know how to turn off the on and off remote sensors, or you could have the kind of experience I did. Or much worse, if you're on a mountain trail, as I could have found myself very easily, high in the mountains of Colorado or Utah or, or Idaho, needing to turn around and realizing I had sensors on. Technology's great. I'm afraid I need to get, get to use it a little bit better, know how to use it. So in the time remaining, I want to talk about mountain lions and bighorn sheep. This is a real issue, not only with bighorn sheep, but with elk, antelope, deer. The mountain lion population of the American West is exploding, and it is expanding, as we know we now have, as we call them cougars. We've seen them in downtown Chicago, where they're throughout Illinois and Wisconsin, cougar sightings, mountain lion sightings now, fairly common. Ten years ago, it was front page of the news. Well, in the West, mountain lions are doing so well that they are overwhelming the prey community of big game. And very quickly, the situation in Idaho, southern Idaho, and the Owyhees, one of the most remote, wild areas in the lower 48 states and a great place for bighorn sheep, here's what's happened. There were 33 rams counted in a management unit in southern Idaho four years ago. Last year, the individual who does the counting counted from a helicopter, counted six. Over the summer, he came upon 11 ewes that had been killed by mountain lions. Mountain lions kill their game, and then they drag it, and then they try to bury it to come back and eat it later. The population is cratering for bighorn sheep in southern Idaho, and it's due to mountain lions. They're impacting deer in a huge way. And the states are very slow to react to this. They don't really know what to do because it's a, it's a new predator for them. But what this means is we have a new problem in the West, which is also going to move across the Midwest, and that is mountain lions are actually just a great big cat. And we know what cats do to birds. Well, imagine what mountain lions are doing to big game. It's only going to get worse. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show next week. I'm going to talk maybe a little bit about water, water in the West, which is quite an interesting subject and affects all of us in Illinois as well. Thanks for listening. This is Charlie Potter on the Outdoor Voice of Chicago and America, 720 WGN.